Hi, this is Soraya. Before we get into this episode and the start of our fourth season, Kat and I needed to share an important message. We needed to take a moment to share sadness, outrage, and solidarity with our community in the wake of another black man murdered by police in the Twin Cities area. On Sunday, Dante Wright was shot and killed by police during a traffic stop in Brooklyn Center, a suburb right next to Minneapolis. It's been reported that the officer intended to tase Wright, but fatally shot him instead. You know our stance on human dignity, thus we are proponents of police abolition. Tragically and senselessly, time and time again, it's made clear that our current model of policing cannot be reformed. It could feel like a hard pivot to launch into our first episode of season four during a continuing tragedy. That being said, this violence, this tragedy, is the reality of living in Minnesota, of living in the Midwest, the United States, and this world. If we do not speak on it, we are not being truthful. So much of Matter of Fat is asking for people to share their truth, and so we, in service to this mission, and you, must do that too. Our hearts go out to Dante Wright's family and community. We're also thinking of everyone in our community who doesn't feel safe or protected by police. It's not fair and it's not okay. Black lives matter. Body Positive Podcast with Midwest Sensibilities. Hi, I'm Kat Palavoda, a local fat feminist and shop owner, and I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Soraya Bogani. Hi, I'm Soraya. I'm a fat, multiracial, Minneapolitan millennial. On Matter of Fat, we're here to talk about the cultural politics of fat liberation with a Midwest perspective. And you're listening to Matter of Fat's Fat Dish. It's new. We got to tell the people what it's all about, Soraya. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone, if you are a longtime listener, you may know our Fat Dish as a segment that we used to do as part of our episodes. And you know what? Fat Dish has grown up and it's a chattier moment between us to dish about whatever the heck we've got on our minds. And I mean, I don't know, what does that mean? Like, it's sort of more of what we always talk about, dishing about our lives, about love and fat stuff and pod stuff and political stuff and audiobooks and personal things. Oh and, you know, all of it's fair game. <laughs> <laughs> I love that audiobooks was like interspersed with those big, deep thoughts, but it's truly come up enough that, yes, it should. If this yes. was a wordle, audiobooks would be... <gasps> Huge in that uh, word cloud. Can we um, just mark this moment that you brought up Wordles, a concept of visual representation of themes that you don't actually like very much, Soraya? I think you threw that in there for me, and I love it. 
And the pandemic has changed me. What can I say? She's I'm a, a different woman. person. I'm a changed woman. <laughs> oh, man. And maybe you're wondering, like, why are they doing this? Well, like, we have heard y'all, like, from surveys and quick check-ins in our conversations during Podlucks, we've heard that surprising to me and apparently no one else, uh, you enjoy our opinions and our conversations. Yeah, I mean, we have always, we, we enjoy catching up with one another, and it's nice to know that you all are excited to like hear that as well. And as we're growing and kind of um, thinking about, as we were thinking about kind of changes we wanted to make for season four or like different, you know, areas of growth, we thought it would be fun to give a little more space to these fat dishes, to dishing about all this stuff. And then that might allow us to make sure our our interview episodes don't get too long um, and that we're able to kind of give space to all of the awesome guests that we have on our podcast as well. Yeah. And also just like chilling out. I think something that has been part of this project, which is a passion project for us and uh, which we obviously love to do it's season four is figuring out a way to make it more sustainable Mm -hmm. and so having this opportunity to just chat fat dish it's all good we're having fun is going to be a way to do that and still provide some good content for y'all and i think we should tell the people like just to pull back the curtain a little bit part of what saraya is getting at this idea of like making it a little more chill and easy we while we have like some bullet points we don't have a script that's similar to what we've done in seasons past like we're really just happy to have the space to literally chat a little bit more um, because we know many folks are into chattier episodes and we're excited to give that more of a try. So welcome. It's the first episode. We're here. We're on this. Let me say this journey, Kat. We're on this journey (laughs) together. Something that she hates. It sort of of applies, though. I think that's totally fine language. Um, Yeah. And I think this is probably a good segue into what we'll get into in this episode. Yeah. So what's going to be happening in this episode? Well, I mean, I mean, we kind of gave you broad strokes of what it's going to look like, but we're going to give you updates about the podcast. You know, what have we been doing to develop it? Some fun things to look forward for in season four. We're going to certainly dive into our own personal dish. What's oh, yeah. been going on with us lately? Big things that are coming up. Revelations. Um, and then fat thoughts. Right, Kat? Yeah. We have a couple... Um, fat hot takes. Yeah, a couple hot takes fat related takes. to <laughs> some some yeah some fat some rad fat takes that we are excited to to share with you. And then we always love to do media recommendations, oh, yeah. whether we plan to do it or not. So we'll have a little media moment, and I mean that's really that's the bulk of it. So welcome to this fat dish journey. Let's start. Uh, let's start with a matter of fat dish. Oh yeah, we have to. I mean, like it's been so long. I guess it feels like a long time, but it's been months since you've heard our last episode, our banger of a two-hour episode <laughs> that rounded Can out you season call a three. Two-hour episode of banger is that is that appropriate? I just did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's it's spoken. It is true. It was a great episode, but it's been a minute. It really has. Uh, okay. So we have to like we have to share everything we've been up to. Um. I guess maybe in no particular order, we could talk. Well, we so we started working on season four in January. Um, there was a little moment where Soraya and I actually saw each other in real life a couple times, which was such an absolute treat because, as you know, mm-hmm. we've been like really very COVID cautious. And so being like planful about seeing each other. 
um, you might remember that we had a little New Year's Eve Eve Instagram live, um, which was very fun. And then we had later in January, um, a little retreat that we kind of do every year to get our thoughts together around the season to come. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it's interesting to plan from a place of uh, unknown, which, which by that, I mean, like, we were still very much in the pandemic and not sure where anything was going to go. Yeah. If you think back to January. And so this project has just been a really fun way to reframe, like, what are we doing already? What do we love? Mm -hmm. And how can we just maximize that? And I think one way we've done that is Podlux. So that's been something that we launched last season because we love you. We love community. We love talking with you all about things. And so it's been really wonderful to be able to host a conversation every month about a different podcast that talks about fat things and just get some different perspectives. I really like um, shaking up my worldview. And so that's been really helpful. Um yeah, Podlux mm-hmm. have been an absolute delight. We have already started with those this season. Many of you have been to them. Um, and uh, note that our next one is coming up on Thursday, May 6th. And so um, with our Podlux, it's like very chill. We have a podcast episode you can you can listen to in preparation or not listen to in preparation. Um, it's all virtual, of course, over Zoom. Um, and on our website, and then also I make like a Facebook um, event as well. So you can find us in one of those places. Find that Zoom link in RSVP and then just join us. It's very, very chill and also very fun. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be fat to join. It will be predominantly about fat things and fat worldviews. So like just be aware of that. But it's been a a dream. It's been so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you brought up Facebook because we all know how much I I love Facebook. Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) I am the poster child for Facebook usage. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. That's someone's aunt. That's not me. (laughs) But um our friends and fans Facebook page is popping. It really um, is. Due in large part it, to Erin, one of our assistants this season. It's so good. Even I've been on there because she's been doing such a good job of jumping in there, sharing things. And I am just like so excited by the posts that people are sharing in there, like personal stories, thoughts, opinions. Um, it's it's a good little community. Yeah, it's been more fun that there's been more chatter in there because it's really, I mean, I really enjoy being able to chat with, you know, friends and fans of the pod in there. Uh, if you are looking to, if you're not part of this group yet, but would like to be, um, just search for, it's connected to our page on Facebook and it's called um, Matter of Fat, or maybe it's just MOF Friends and Fans Facebook. Oh gosh, I'm like pubbing the You'll name without knowing out. the name. You'll find it. Listen, it's there. Listen, <laughs> Facebook is one of many ways to engage. Yes, <laughs> one of very many. <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes. How oh, about it's that? also linked from our website too, if that's helpful. So that's a surefire yeah. way to find it. Yeah, I'm so glad though that you brought up Erin because our assistants are amazing. Yes. Um, we've got Lindsay as well, who actually right now is listening to this <laughs> that's recording a new thing too. Yeah. We are very excited to have Lindsay um, help with the edit process. She is the queen of transcripts. And um, so this season, she gets to kind of shift her attention to helping us with the editing and, well, in this case, recording process. So we're thrilled to have her. And she's also such a gem. She is helping to onboard and get our new assistant, Sophie, up to date with running transcripts for us. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Aaron, Lindsay, Sophie, we're just so happy that they're with us this season. And really, like, 
I mean, we, as Saraya mentioned, we really like have been thinking about ways to finesse what we're already doing. Like we, we had a lot of growth last season in terms of all of the stuff that we've kind of added to what Matter of Fat is all about. Um, and as we continue with that this season, it is like only possible because of the assistance we're getting from our assistants. Mm-hmm. And so just all the shout outs and love to the three of them. They're just really, really great. Also appreciative of the people who did like respond to our outreach for another assistant this season. Oh, yes. There's some very, very hard choices. Like y'all are talented and we appreciate you so much. I'm so glad you mentioned so. that. Sarah. It was a very tough decision. Um, yeah, it was just we just we 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 love everyone. <laughs> um, and so and it's just so um, it's like humbling and such an honor that like folks are excited to be working with us. So that's just very, very mm-hmm. special. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Oh, we took oh, some pictures. Oh. Finally, more content for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> Got to feed that beast, yes. I guess. <laughs> oh, but we actually, we we really did it. We took several pictures and like several outfits. Um, and Pasashia, who works with me at Cake, was kind enough to take some photos for us. So they really turned out great. And you've probably already seen some of them on our social media. I didn't know how to put an outfit together. I haven't had to put an outfit together <laughs> in a year. And so that's... That's on me learning how to clothe myself. Um, but it was fun. They are cute. They're they cute. turned you out really great. cute. Our, our outfits yeah. are great. Our outfits also kind of like coordinate, um, which is something that I always love. Like the idea of not matching but coordinating. Oh, such a fave. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, what do the people want to know about? What else um, do we want to talk about? We could share that we've already – so um, we mentioned we started kind of working already in January. And similar mm-hmm. to our previous season, we've been doing interviews before the season starts. So we already have had several amazing interviews that we just cannot really wait good. to share. They're very good, y'all. Like there have been moments where I'm listening I'm like, oh, this is this is good. This is why I'm here on this earth to like listen to people and hear their stories and resonate. Yeah. Even like not in person, which I think is really interesting. And obviously you're not listening to this in person. So I on- I honestly think that the recording virtually has almost elevated the listening experience because everybody's just doing the, this the same way. Yeah. Like we're just hearing it through our headphones, much like you are probably right now. Um, but that's a little ramble. We just went through a little Soraya ramble patch. Uh, but I'm, but I'm yes, we're excited for the it. interviews. I think that's a really lovely way to describe things. And I mean, at the end of the day, we want folks who are like consuming and listening to Matter of Fat to be just like that meme of the billboard, right? You know what I'm talking about with a kid? <laughs> So it's like a child uh, eating ice cream sitting next to like an ice cream uh, ad where there's three other children eating ice cream and they're all sitting there laughing together. Is that what you're That's describing? precisely what I am describing. Okay. Yes. I just <laughs> me and my podcast friends. Yes. That's what yeah. we hope this experience is like for you because I think for both of us, that's what, what it's kind of what we're getting from this as well. But also, I don't know about you, Soraya, but for me, like I that's the feeling I want to get from all of the podcasts I listen to. So. I hope that that's what we're bringing as well. You're also bringing it to everybody's inboxes, the email inboxes through the newsletter. And compliment. That's what I'm here for, baby. (laughs) Yeah. So he's still letting us do a newsletter. No, I shouldn't say it like that. Um, uh, We are, we had thought about maybe pausing the newsletter, but we are continuing. And so that's um, something that Aaron and I work on. Um, And so, yeah, just excited to still, I know it's silly, like, 
to pop into a few people's inboxes once a month or so, but it's really fun to be able to connect with folks that way as well. So watch out for that newsletter. And if you're not on our list, you can get on our list on our website. It's like, honestly, I, I am not a proponent of newsletters in a lot of ways, but like, what's the harm in getting something fun and cute that's not selling anything to you? I do think there's something to be said for that. And I am kind of biased because we have a playlist that is related to a recent newsletter that is killer. I love it. I am obsessed with this playlist and I hope you will be too. What a good so, little if you if you're not a on the list or want to be on the list to get this playlist. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, and then I think the final thing we need to share, Soria, in terms of like matter of fat developments is fat cash. Get that fat cash, yo. Yes, fat cash. Tell the people. So you all have asked us for a while about ways that you might be able to share a little like monetary love with matter of fat whether it be a tip jar or a Patreon or something like that. So we have decided to go more of like the classic tip jar. I'm like air quotes root. Um, we're calling it fat cash. If you got cash to share, we would love some of it if that's something you want to give to the pod. And so now on our website, you can connect with our Venmo um, and share uh, essentially a tip with us there if you are enjoying what you are listening to. Yeah. I mean, we don't really... We don't make money with this. No. And that's not like a goal. No, no, no. It'd be nice along the way. But we do like that we're able to offer like a, a very small stipend to our assistants, um, you know, just paying for like hosting and technology things. So anything that you care to share, we would just be so grateful for and just know that it's going towards the actual production and support of this project. Yeah, it so. really is. It's not as if we are extravagant with what we're doing, but like podcasts cost a little bit of money, you know? Um well, chunk of change yeah they do and that's just like um money that Soraya and I have you know contributed previously and also it would be awesome if that's something that could be um that could be shared a little bit so no pressure or obligation ever at all and also if that's something that you if you want to share a little fat cash with us we would gladly accept the name is good like even if you don't have the wherewithal to share so many just acknowledge that the name is like chef's Pretty kiss great. right I just, it's fun to right. like have as many like how many things can we call fat <laughs> how many times can we like rebrand or like rename things that involve fatness i am here for all of it i kind of love that it already has a, a positive association with it too if you got fat cash you got like a lot of it yeah so into it okay but that's enough we are talking a lot about behind the scenes things and like maybe people are interested maybe they're not i think we should just hear from you kat and and myself like what is going on with us a little personal dish okay um i guess i can start out just like it feels really difficult impossible to catch you all up on the intricacies and ebbs and flows of my like mood and general disposition related to having a business in a pandemic from you know last time Mm -hmm. we talked till now Mm -hmm. um so suffice to say lots of ups and downs um and also i'm feeling quite good right now um i Fortunately, was able to get um, a second round PPP funding, but more importantly, or more like wonderfully, was given a grant from this from the county. Hennepin County had I had, you know, I was like applying to all the things um, for business grants and stuff. And quite out of the blue, I heard back from one. 
um, and got a really sizable grant from Hennepin County. But like the monies were, you know, state allocated money of federal CARES Act funds. So I I mean, you probably know I've been talking on and on about how the government needs to do a better job of taking care of small businesses. And I will be a broken record like that forever. And also they did for me in this moment. Um, and it's made my my work life a lot easier this spring. So that's something I'm really celebrating. That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, to pack it all into 30 seconds is quite a bit because I'm sure it was just like a roller coaster of an experience yep. figuring that yeah. out. Yeah. It's so just, you did a good yeah, job. It's just been a lot, but I won't, I won't, I don't need to give you all the details. But yeah, that's 30 seconds worth of how I'm feeling. But also, what's fun is that like it all kind of timed out really well because at the beginning of, kind of beginning, middle of March, I started to take a little bit of a step back in terms of doing appointments at the shop. We kind of mixed up our schedule a little bit at the shop because I'm in my best friend's baby bubble. My best friends, Karen and Margot, are having a baby. And I did like the hardcore lockdown two-week quarantine, you know, two tests, got to be safe situation. Um, and now I'm in their bubble. And as we record this, the their baby has not yet arrived, but it's possible that when you are listening to it, that she'll be here already. I don't know, but it's just been so fun to be part, to like be, you know, around humans, like in real life, uh, mm-hmm. especially my best friends, um, and to be part of this really exciting adventure that they're on um, and to be, you know, sharing all the love and support I can, especially when um, when baby arrives. Yeah. Oh, that's so precious. That's great. <laughs> How about you, Soraya? Tell me what's going on with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of put this on you that you were going through a roller coaster of emotions uh, regarding PPP. Is that what it's yeah. called? Uh, for some reason, I was thinking PPE. Oh, that's that's personal protective that's equipment. That's protective equipment. The PPP yeah. is the Paycheck Protection Program. <laughs> Similar. Kind of acronyms will be the end Mm -hmm. of me. Like, that's all I have to say. In any case, the ebbs and flows of uh, everything is true. And I think in the winter, it got particularly hard just being even more removed from people. And I, like, sustained a very small injury on the Mm. ice. Um, I had the hubris of walking confidently (laughs) over some snow. Bad idea. Oh, oh, how I felt. But that was also the weekend we did our retreat. uh, retreat. And so it powered through it, but it just was, like, really, like, dark. And so I then rose like a phoenix from the ashes. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, it got to a point where I was like, okay, lady, you've been saying that you need to talk to someone and, like, maybe pursue therapy for a decade. Like, what if right now? Why not now? Why not now? And so I have become the epitome of, like, a 30-year-old woman cliche of, like, I have a therapist, so that's my personality now. You're just Um, discovering a lot of things and thinking through a lot of stuff. I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Um, I think it's also not so much of the therapist of just like having a mindset that's open to being curious about yourself and others and like trying things out. I I love it too because I have been doing this Zoom hangout with um, some core friends from college that like we weren't connecting as much prior to the pandemic, but somehow almost every Thursday since this all went down, we will do a Zoom hang. And the last one was truly just us saying like, oh, yeah, my therapist said this. Oh, yeah, my therapist <laughs> said that. Oh, do you know what an Enneagram oh is? God. Like, what is you? Classic millennial <laughs> hang. 
<laughs> it's really, it's really just me um, uh, digivolving into the next level of my life. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm enjoying it a lot. And so I think that coupled with just staying booked and busy yes. somehow, like I know constantly I'm like, I don't want anything to do in life. I just want to be able to bake things, make coffee, and talk with my family and friends. And yet here I am just overextending a mm-hmm. lot. But um, one of the things that I have really enjoyed, uh, I, please, I'm inviting you into my cult. It's not my cult. It's ah! um, Whose cult is it? It's called It's Bill Burnett and Dave Evans' cult. But it's basically, there's this book called Designing Your Life, and it's based off of a course that was on design thinking. So like problem solving and considering ways to figure out how to live a coherent life. And I've been co-facilitating just a conversation around the book. And it's been really, really fun to just be like, okay, um, where do I want to be in five years? And if like I get fired tomorrow and I can't like rely on what my current trajectory is, what will those next five years look like? And then if I was independently wealthy, what will those next five years look like? And this kind of activity beforehand would have very much scared me. And now it's just like kind of fun to be thinking and escaping from our current reality. So I love that so much for you. And like you're now facilitating those experiences for other people at work, right? Mm -hmm. And oh, they're just so lucky to have you kind of leading them through that. That's so nice. But truly, every time I talk about this, I'm like, would you like to join? It feels like I'm asking people to join a cult because it's like, let me give you some tools to change change your your life. life. I actually (laughs) bought the book on your recommendation and I haven't read it yet. It was funny. Like you recommended that to me and then this podcasting book to me. And so in a row, I bought two books by white men and I was like, haven't given them my money (laughs) for literature in a while. (laughs) Your credit card declined. It was like, are you sure? sure? But actually, one of the we should share that um, the book, the podcast book from the people who do my brother, my brother and me. Right. Is that am I remembering that right? You're doing a great job, sweetie. (laughs) Yes. Um, We both (laughs) listened to the And of course, we listened to the audiobook, which is great because these guys who wrote it have a podcast. Of course, it's like a really compelling listen. They have like. A million podcasts. Yeah. It's too many. Yeah. It's and untenable. You, you but anyways. pay attention to their podcasts. I actually had never listened to any of them before, but I did enjoy the book. And one, my like biggest takeaway, you know where I'm going with this. My biggest takeaway was there is a section about like capturing good audio. And um, I, I, at the beginning of it, they're like, if you have a closet that you can record in, stop reading and go record there. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I actually have a really like <laughs> lovely sizable closet that could, I could be recording in. And so forevermore, I am recording in the closet. So while Soraya and I are speaking right now in the closet, I did some podcasts for like, I was kind of a guest on some podcasts earlier or like last month from my closet this is just where i live now <laughs> she's upgraded folks she is no longer under a sheet uh, a flannel like sheet. you are she is now in a closet i my i'm oh, not you never flannel. flannel i am not of the flannel variety i i am susceptible to brooklyn oh. though that's the sheet i'm working with right Cute. now so there's I'm that just a flannel lover and i'll tell you it's a little warm in the closet but it's not as like it's not as much as being under the the sheet. So I'm I'm enjoying this upgrade. It's me and my Chromebook in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> 
just a gallon or Chromebook. Yeah. Um, I think, okay, so we're talking about these books by uh, white yep. men that have been intriguing for us. But I think you should talk about your own writing process. Oh, I think it's kind to ask about this. So I did this memoir writing workshop through this organization called My Founder Story. Um, and actually, it just ended recently. It was an eight-week series. It was kind of felt like a class, right? So like for a couple hours every Thursday, we'd come together and we kind of learned how to put together a business memoir, um, which is a little bit different than a regular memoir because the focus is like your business journey and kind of things that have happened in your life that helped, you know, make you who you are, but especially pertaining to the business that you opened and like how how the business opened, where you're at now, where you're going, those kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just really cool. I've been wanting to write more for the longest time. Um, and it's something I think a lot about, but don't really do. So it was nice to have the structure of this workshop to really get into it. Um, and it's done now. And I don't have like a, a perfect draft put together yet, but I do have just a lot of, I have a great outline and a lot of really compelling pieces that I've written that is just like quite exciting for me. So um, while the workshop is done, the process is not done. I do think this is something that I'm interested in publishing. It's just sort of a question of how and when and what that will look like. But yeah, I've just been really, it's been a really cool experience the last couple months. I love that. I can't wait to read it and see all the secrets come oh, out. Oh, thank you. I don't know. Well, actually, you know, I my favorite. Well, my my I'm the biggest thing for me is like I want to write a book that I would like to read. You know, so mm-hmm. I guess part of that is like I always think about it with the audiobook in mind. Um, but more so, I I think about like I really enjoy memoirs that are just chatty and fun and also kind of juicy. So when I'm writing stuff, I'm thinking like, how could this be a little chattier? How could this be a little juicier? And how can I like kind of sprinkle wisdom in? but not have it be too too stuffy, you know? Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to be a little scandalous. I, I a would little, love little exciting. Dangerous. I would love to be I considered even an ounce of scandalous. Like that would just be very fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe okay, maybe that's in the new year for you because your birthday's coming up yeah, soon. Well, sorry, I, maybe that's the theme. Scandal. Yes, I do have a birthday coming up. Scandal? I mean, I wish. It's another pandemic birthday, so <laughs> There's not going to be anything too exciting happening. Um, But I will say, like, I don't know. I'm now entering into my mid-30s because I'll be 34. And that feels a little, I don't know, not scandalous, but a little like, oh, I'm going to be, I don't know. For the first time in a long time, I'm sort of feeling getting older in a different way. So that's Mm -hmm. something I'm thinking about. But, you know, Soraya, you also have had a birthday since our season ended. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that happened. happened kind Gosh. of a while ago, I guess. But yeah, it was in January. Yeah, uh, it was actually really lovely. I um, that group that I talked about earlier, who's like the Zoom hang crew. Um, we've been doing just like a, a themed birthday moment. And it was really lovely to be able to just chat and be in community with people and still be afar from each other. And then I got to spend a little bit of time with my fam, which was nice at that time. Can I just say like family members getting the vaccine, that's the gift. That's the gift that I wanted and needed. Really and truly, Um, yes. I I didn't even realize like how anxious I was about it until my parents got the vaccine. And now I'm like, oh, thank God. 
this pandemic has certainly interjected a facet of familial relationships that I don't think anybody was prepared for. So, um, but it's not bad. In fact, I got to spend some time with them last weekend and it was really fun. Oh, we did a little meditation moment. With your fam? That was very cute. I love that for y'all. <laughs> so like part of this designing your life thing is like, what do you want to do in the world? And so I was asking my parents this and my dad was like, I, every day is a blank canvas. And I was like, that's kind of a BS answer. But also, where did you get that? So <laughs> he was like, oh, I've been meditating pretty regularly, like every day. And he does the Chopra app. Um, and so we did it and that was really lovely and really fun um, oh, to do as a family. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, never anticipated it. But yeah, another Soraya ramble, but that's where I'm at. Like meditate with your family if you got a chance. I, it's nice. That is I I do not meditate with my family, but I bet that it would benefit us all if we did. <laughs> <laughs> if we all just sat quietly in a room yep. together, it might yes, help. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is so fun. I think like there's it's fun to dish a little bit between us and just like to hear what's been going on. Um, but I mm-hmm. think maybe now we should get into some 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 truly fat content. I guess although we're fat, so isn't anything we do fat content? Anything we right. say is ultimately fat. But granted, this is an audio yes. medium, so you don't. If you didn't know already, like let it be clear. Um, but let's do some fat yeah. thoughts. Let's ta- share some some fat hot some takes fat hot takes. of the Soraya, world. I know you have a good hot take to get us started with. I don't even know if it's that good or that hot, but like um, it's recent. Yes. <laughs> That'll work. I think it's good so and I, hot. Well, thank you. Uh, well, I wish we could do it where like back in the day with American Idol, you could like text <laughs> to vote whether you thought <laughs> like if you want to vote for Sanjaya <laughs> somebody else but like i wish you could do that for this right now i mean dm us if you think it's a fun hot take i guess uh i'm not even okay i'm gonna see how far i can go without saying this person's name because i do not want to give her the attention necessarily we'll have to say Um, it at least once but yeah let's make that a challenge you just see so this person is really well known for uh, her books and she's her books have been sold at Target. She's a white woman. She has a lot of directives and tells a lot of people about her life story and how she became so successful. And honestly, I have swerved so hard on her my whole her? life. Like every time, yeah, I've been <laughs> at Target and I see, well, I'll name the title here. There's like one of her books is called Girl Wash Your Face. And I'm like, who are you? Why are you telling me to wash my face, ma'am? And she's just like laughing on the cover. And this is like a snap judgment. So maybe it was bad of me at the time, but I feel really validated in my choice because lately there was a kerfuffle where she went on Instagram and was talking about having like her cleaning woman come over and how she got some feedback that she's like very incredibly privileged and unrelatable. And then she came back. I mean, I would imagine not at the behest of her publicity team or anybody on her team, you would hope. But um, she came back saying that she's like worked really hard for her wealth and that she's not trying to be relatable. And in that post, which has since been taken down, hashtagged women like Oprah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Amelia Earhart, Frida Kahlo, and oh my God, Harriet Tubman as like, I guess, similar women to her because they are unrelatable and they weren't trying to be relatable and do big things. But 
I do not think this woman is on par with any of those other women. And I again, I just want to say that I feel very validated in reading some of the things that have come up uh, because a lot of – I also – I'll link this out, but I I read – a piece by somebody who said, yeah, I, I like read this book and I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then I realized that it was actually quite harmful and almost like re-triggered some disordered eating for me because there's a lot of fat phobia. There's a lot of sizeism and ableism in her books as well. And I was like, yep, yep. Like that all smacked of that. And I'm really glad that I didn't put money or time towards that type of person. So I don't know. That's that's my hot take. It's like if you see somebody who is evangelizing, telling you how you're supposed to live your life, this is the way to do it. Chances are that there's going to be some harmful stuff in that because I don't think there is one way to live your life. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and but, when, so when you set this up, like you're you like first started up saying like this person's known for, and I was like for her white feminism. <laughs> that's a good point. Yes, that should have been. Yeah. And we can tell the people, this person is Rachel Hollis, and she's, you know, Mm -hmm. people have really um, rightfully critiqued her uh, at long last, but especially like the last couple of weeks here, there's been a lot to be said about her, especially um, due to this weird video where she's like defending herself in a weird way. And then also like, you know, telling us that these other women that she is inspired by, she is, it's just terrible. I will say, so about Girl, Wash Your Face. Um, someone actually recommended the book to me and, um, after experiencing the book, I was offended that someone thought I would like it. <laughs> um, but oh. so I got nine minutes in on the audiobook. I got it on the Libby app uh, for the library. Cause my, you know, d- as we discussed earlier, I don't love to give my money, um, to white men who write books and also to <laughs> people, especially white people who I'm like kind of questioning, is this something that is going to be, that I'm going to be into or not? Um, so I waited till mm-hmm. I got it from the library. Soraya, when I tell you, I got it was a struggle to get nine minutes in. It was just like the checklist of things that I would be turned off by, like the oh no nos. We had like fat phobia. We had like religion evangelizing. We had like weird internalized like sexism. We had homophobia. We had it was just like check 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 check. I I how does this woman get book deals? I was just appalled and yeah. So anyway. I cannot recommend the book, but I really can only give you the feedback of the first nine minutes. <laughs> but you were yeah, right which to is swerve. Like, <laughs> I mean, a little scandalous for me to have such a hot take on something that I haven't read myself. But I, I don't know if you're going to have – I think what's dangerous too is that the preface of her work talks about healthism, right. which is what this piece said. Like, oh, like I'm not anti-fat. I'm just saying that like you have to be healthy, which like, no, nobody has to be working towards their health at any given point. And then she had some really um, weird things to say about how like how can you trust someone who can't stick to a diet or like you as a person have to be able to run without puking or like walk up the stairs without getting winded to be like a good person and it's like no. okay like that's super ableist and no, no you don't have to do that so it's just I I feel like this is this speaks to a trend that I see and I'm just so aggravated by in um in like sort of personal development, even business or like even personal finance kind of spaces. Um, A lot of the authors who are writing about these things 
are spending a lot of time relying on fat phobic imagery or they're talking about weight loss or they're like comparing diets to like like that's like the I don't know example they'll share related to pursuing goals and it's just so frustrating that we can't like have books with these topics that don't you know have all of this like triggering stuff in them but also too it's like that's a bad example. Like if you're going to talk about weight loss is like, like, Oh, dieting is just like a budget. Well, diets don't work. So like, that seems really silly. (laughs) But like, that's if that's kind of the long-term efficacy you're trying to show in this budgeting or like whatever, you know, trick you're trying to share or strategy you're trying to promote. Like if you compare that to diets, like that's a bad comparison. So not only is it frustrating to even be exposed to that, it's just silly to see how people utilize those, um, utilize weight loss and diets to compare to things that like is not an accurate comparison or not what I think they're trying to do, you know? Absolutely. I didn't tell you this, but, um, at our, at my work, there was like a larger training, which, which actually was handled quite well. Um, and it was just about conscious inclusion, but at the jump, somebody used dieting or like eating healthy foods as like an analogy to what we were doing. It's like once you learn more about this, I was like, oh, you're missing the mark so bad. But, uh, you know, definitely shared my feedback um, in that follow-up survey as one does. But I think that's that's what is tricky with all of this too. Like um, using these as examples when it's just like not smart. It doesn't make logical sense. But then also the way that healthism is being like poured down our throats, much like body positivity, I yeah. think has historically been yeah. just like cloaking, using platitudes and cloaking some really insidious stuff in healthism. So it, well, it just kind of goes back to the like this idea that like, oh, fat people are OK as long as we're doing mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it's like, no, fat people are OK period, full stop, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just frustrating. And it's just like a way that people like Rachel Hollis, for example, can, you know, um, can say that they are maybe body positive or that they, you know, everyone's beautiful how they are, but then also cling to some of these like really, really troubling ideologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's enough. We don't need to talk about her anymore. We talked about her a lot, actually. So that I was would a love great to- hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear any hot takes you've got. I think the only hot take, the only fat stuff that I might bring today, um, the the last couple of weeks, uh, some things have come out about, you know, just more, you know, the tale as old as time. Brands doing, not doing right by plus size customers, not reading the room, not really caring about plus size people when they make decisions. Um, and a couple of those things. So recently the loft, so the loft started, started a plus size line a couple of years ago and, um, it was a lot of workwear. A lot of it came through the shop. I was quite familiar with, um, quite familiar with the line because it was, you know, people were really buying it. Um, at least people in my circles and recently they, they didn't announce it, but like they sort of said something about it in like the comments of an Instagram post, basically sharing that they are no longer going to have plus sizes and that they're going to go. And so to me, I think that means they're going to go back to offering just up to double XL. And it's just, I, I believe that it was attributed to like financial considerations given, you know, the pandemic. Um, And sure, I'm sure there's some financial things going on, but it's just, I mean, isn't it some bullshit that like plus Mm -hmm. sizes are rolled out later than anything else. And then are the first to go when something goes wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. 
I would add it to the list of like a lot of different brands. One that comes to mind for me is H&M Plus. They still have their Plus line, but it's not in stores. They had it in stores for a couple of years. No one knew about it, but it was there. And then when it didn't sell well, they took it off the floor. And it's like, of course, this didn't sell well. You didn't do a good job of promoting it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, that girl, um, what is her last name? Sean Taylor, who was on The Circle last season. Yeah. She talks, she just has a lot of stuff to say on the internet, and I'm a fan of most of it. Um, and she shared this really good analogy, or this good metaphor. I don't know if this is something unique to her, but she talked about how, like, you know, sometimes it feels like brands are like the cool kids table and as plus size people it's like when the cool kids are like you know at you know you can come sit with us at lunch it's like sure just because you say that doesn't mean we're actually going to like what if you've been mean for us or ignored us forever how am I supposed to think like okay now I'll come I'll come sit with you I'll come shop with you or Mm -hmm. like maybe you're saying oh come over here come come sit with us but there's not even a chair for us to sit in or there's not even anything we'd be interested in doing at that table you know it's just like there people can say oh we're gonna have plus sizes but like to actually do the work of reaching out to folks and and doing it right I think that a lot of places are missing the mark and then when they get rid of those lines or they scale back who's to blame oh it's plus size people's fault for not patronizing us when like it really it's like no it's your, your fault for not no, no, doing no. a good job of this yeah. it's always our fault right so i don't know that seems that's been a little bit um a hot topic of conversation lately and then also have you heard about the 11 honore collab with lena dunham Oh my god, this episode should be called White Women Who Shall Not Be Named. Like I, mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I have not heard about her in such a long time and my life has been better for it, I think. Same. I Same. Um as someone who's seen every episode of Girls. Like don't don't get me wrong. Like I, I was there for all of it and Still, I okay. I I saw this headline, but I also don't know anything about it. So, so Eleven on Array is a like luxury plus size brand, which already kind of has some issues. Um, their sizing is really on the modest end of plus sizing. Not a lot of things go above a size twenty four. Um, they but like it's the idea of it is cool. I, I always thought it was cool. It's like a a place where so this brand doesn't have I don't think they themselves make things they like kind of source things from other luxury designers and then it's sold on their website and it's like high-end stuff we're talking like hundreds of dollars for garments which is typically out of my price range but is something that was really lacking in plus size space you know like truly high-end stuff in in true plus sizes Mm -hmm. so the idea I don't know. I think it's fine. Um, But just lacking in lots of ways, including sizing. So anyway, recently they decided um, or they announced that they were collaborating with Lena Dunham, who is just like the most problematic of all the problems. You know, there was a, a there was a tweet that was shared or something, a meme that was like, you know what? I can tell you cancel culture is not real because Lena Dunham is still out here doing stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, they just collabed with her and then they announced it in a really weird way. She wrote, a, or no, she was, someone featured her in a piece um, and where she announced this line that she's doing in collaboration with them. But like, the piece is full of like a lot of problematic and fat phobic language. So it's no. like, oh, this is just really just oh, a gosh. swing and a miss, my friends. Um, you know, there's just a fraught history with Lena Dunham related to fat stuff, but also related to like a lot of other things, including um, being like a perpetuated or, you know, sexual assault, essentially. And so to think um, 
I just people it was it was just so clear that 11 on array like didn't read the room you know Mm. I mean also we're talking about them so like maybe that's enough of a a pull to collaborate with someone at this point I don't know why not I mean, I, I'm not their target market anyway. And that, I guess, is something I think about. Like, I'm not your 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 customer. I don't have $500 to spend on dresses. So you make a good point. Like, perhaps this is more, you know, coverage for them. The the angry comments on those Instagram posts really make the, that, <laughs> that track, you know, <laughs> the, they're getting a lot of traction on those because there is so much engagement. And mm-hmm. perhaps negative engagement really isn't, I don't know, that big of a I deal mean, to them. Yeah, to the point of cancel culture, like, does it exist? It's like people go quiet for a long enough time and then they can come back, pop back up again, make some cash. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this is truly unrelated. No, it's not. It does have a, a, a gossamer thread what, of what, relation. What? 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 <laughs> um, Zach Posen, is that how the designer, is that how you say his last name? I don't Zach know. Posen. Okay. He is a, a clothing designer. He used to babysit Lena Dunham. Oh. Which is interesting. And I know that he can do plus size. I don't know if he does good plus size, but he did the Delta uniforms when they changed over to that very classic, like, dark purple God, look. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. So he did all of that. He's also on or was on Project Runway for some some time. I'm out of time. He might still be. I'm just, like, not connected to that universe. Um, But, yeah, very interesting. So my one hope is that maybe she <laughs> took some some, I don't know, tips from zach from her babysitting days and like imbued it into this line of clothing i I somehow doubt it there's like five or six pieces they're not great but also like they're not bad it's just like if i had the money to spend i would prefer not to spend money on that give my money to someone like her you know that's that on that i think we've talked about enough of these white women who shall not be named um Let's talk about what we love to talk about, some media. Media. Okay, well, actually, this is like another white woman, but we can name her. I like her. Amy Poehler made a movie called Moxie that came out on Netflix a couple months, a month or two ago. um, And we both watched it and quite liked it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, like, Kat told me about it in the first place. I had no idea. And then I was wait, like... Wait, wait. I told you about it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, feel, I never tell you about anything. <laughs> you tell me about all the cool things. I forgot that that was the situation, and I'm so glad. <laughs> like, for instance, what Kat would like me... I don't know if she'd like me to say this, but, like, I got to introduce her to Montero, Call Me By Your Name, by oh, Lil yeah. Nas X. Well, now yeah. I hear everything everywhere. But, yes, you were the first person to alert me to this to the, the glory of that, um, the controversy of that. But anyways, yeah, so I hadn't heard about it. And then Kat was like, oh, yeah, this movie is out. And I was, like, not doing anything one night. And I was like, oh, I'll watch this, whatever. And I was, like, enwrapped. It was very engaging. It is, like, uh, it was giving me a new woke teen movie um, and using that classic like teen trope of like a girl at school trying to figure things out, going through some challenges, um, finding a friend group. Um, and so it was comfort comforting 
in that like archetype style and then also did a lot of things that we haven't seen teen movies do like trying to tell a lot of different stories show a lot of different identities that don't usually get focused on and I think in its endeavor to do that it kind of missed the mark like I wanted more from it and so I agree yeah but soundtrack was great great um Oh my gosh, the love interest, Nico Hiraga. <gasps> what a babe. He was in, he's in Booksmart and he is the perfect like himbo babe. Like I can't get over it. Um, and there's people like Ike Barinholtz, Josie Toda, Marsha Gay Harden, and Agent Phil Coulson for all you Marvel fans out there. He's in it too. It was, I mean, it was, a, it was, there were lots of things that I liked a lot. And I think because it did, it was like really trying to go there. I wanted more. And like you mentioned it, just like, I don't think they really, I don't think they really made it all happen in terms of, especially like representation. It was like, they tried to do it, but then they didn't get, we didn't get to hear as much as I wanted to from characters that ended up kind of on the sidelines, you know? Yeah. Do we need, I mean, like, so was this girl kind of like figuring out feminism and like figuring out how, uh, like, whack her school system was and how they were really allowing some very bad behavior and harmful behavior to yeah. get away with it? And like, she started a zine and yeah. it was revolutionary. And that was and like very cool. It was cool. And she was inspired by her mom. Like, she's like yeah. looking at these things her mom um, did when her mom was young. And there's like, I mean, it feels like a little, she has like this leather jacket that she puts on that her mom wore. And it's just the, the way that that happened, like kind of her way into it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack like mirrored that a lot. So there was yeah. a lot of Bikini Kill, but then yes. introducing like newer artists like Tierra Wack and Princess Nokia. And so it was really, I don't know, a really good merging of some of these bigger themes and acknowledging that, you know, nobody was perfect. I think you brought this up too, that like the mom was like, yeah, we did a lot of stuff and it wasn't great. Like we didn't yeah. know what we were doing and maybe still don't to some extent. So and that I, messiness I, was definitely I, present. I love that because it sort of like gave permission. It was like, yeah, we didn't know what we were doing, but we just like tried a bunch of stuff. And it's sort mm-hmm. of, I think in that conversation, I think it was, the purpose of that was like to tell the teen daughter, like, so just try stuff, just do it. It's going to be messy, but it's worth doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess the one thing that I took away from it. So have you heard of the Kent test? You You told me about it. I hadn't heard it until you shared this with me. Okay, so I mean, it, it's named after the culture critic and writer Clarkisha Kent, and it, it can be used to assess if a piece of media provides adequate representation of Black women and or like women of color, similar to the Bechdel test, which like tries to see if there are women being adequately re- represented in uh, a media piece, and I, I like use the Kent test with this movie and. It, like the numbers added up to adequate representation or like sound representation. But I also think that they tried to have so many different women um, like tell their stories that nobody really got fully fleshed out except for the main white character in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a scene at the end, it's kind of this like culminating moment at the very end um, when we have, it's like as if there's different girls who are going to like stand up and kind of share their truth. And we have one person who's not part of like the main character group do that, but then like no one else. And it was like, <laughs> this just felt like an afterthought. And like, that's honestly one of the only fat people we see in the, in the movie. Um, yeah. And it was just like, come on. I don't know. It, it, there was, I, I like a, I don't know, a theme with this. And honestly, with all of the things I consume, it was good. And I wanted more. 
And this is like maybe not a helpful comparison, but one thing that I walked away with is like, wow, this is very much of this time. Like you could not have gotten this movie earlier. And I think about like Tina Fey because Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are connected in a lot of things. Um, I mean, not so much anymore, like obviously with projects and things. But if you think about Mean Girls, like that was very of that time. And right. like very pointed. And I feel like this as another team movie with, you know, some similar storylines um, about like social structure and exploring who you are, figuring out what that means to like have your own voice. It's just done so dramatically differently and like better is kind of well, I mean, it, we're also a decade out, yeah. too. So I think it feels better because of what we're we here. had at that point was like what we had and I'm not being very eloquent with this but it's just interesting it's interesting to see how they show oh and there's other just like one little point that is not important at all but I love how they did the set design because it felt like a teenage girl's house with a single mom like the house wasn't clean it wasn't perfect it was just if like she was wearing some new balance sneakers and a puff jacket like yeah you're in the pacific northwest of course you'd be wearing that i just really appreciated some of the details to making this realistic so it did feel honest and real and and actually sorry i like your comparison to mean girls like i think it, it gives me hope to think like okay in 10 years what's the teen movie gonna look like then and yeah. how much how how much more like evolution will the kind of things we're talking about be like then yeah that's true I love it. Okay. I think, have we come to the end of our first full fat dish episode? A full fat dish. Yes, we have. You've made it to the end of our very first full fat dish episode. We did it. A great start to season four. Um, And as always, you can visit our website at www.matteroffatpod.com to find our show notes, transcripts, link to our friends and fans Facebook page, uh, access to older episodes, pod look info, and our tip jar. Cash! Fat cash, baby! Go find it there. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you catch Matter of Fat. And, okay, Saraya, can I can I make the bold ask? Can I do it? <laughs> Boldly brave, baby, I guess. <laughs> okay, so, folks, if you're listening to us right now, we would love, love, love for you to share. Like, right now, literally. If you're on your phone and it's safe to do so, take a screen grab or a pic of you listening to us and tag us in your story post on Instagram or a wall post on Instagram or Facebook. We want to share your share. Love to share your IG story shares. Also, I understand, like, Instagram grid and Facebook page real estate is, like, very precious and so if you do that it means a lot to us some of the highest praise of all the highest praise yes (laughs) as a discerning connoisseur myself (laughs) (laughs) well thanks y'all we do really truly appreciate your shares your love and your support as we get back into season four until next time when we're back with another episode of matter Matter of fact fact. fact.